0: So today I'm preaching on God's antidote to worry. God's antidote to worry. How many people listening to me this morning would like to learn how to worry more? (laughs) None, I hope. And how many of you feel that your life would be improved if only you could spend more time worrying? None, I'm sure. But whether you know worry as an occasional visitor or as a constant companion, whether you find it to be mildly uncomfortable or intensely painful, whether you experience worry as a slight distraction or as a force that completely immobilizes you, we all would like to worry less. None of us is exempt from worry. We worry about our health. We worry about our finances. We worry about our jobs. Worry about our family. Worry about our relationships. Worry about our problems. Worry about safety. Worry about our past. Worry about our mistakes. Worry about our responsibilities. And among other things, we worry about our future because of all that is taking place in our society. But to be concerned is one thing, but to worry is quite another. We need to realize that worrying isn't going to pay the bills. Worry isn't going to give us security. Worry isn't going to supply our needs. Worry isn't going to give us good health. Worry isn't going to improve our situations. Worry isn't going to remove our fears or guarantee our success or increase our ability or enrich our pockets. Worrying isn't going to satisfy our souls. But the good news I bring you this morning is that we can worry less. God has given us an antidote to worry it may surprise you to learn that God has something, indeed a lot, to say about worry. In the scriptures, filled with cosmic events like the creation of the universe, heaven and hell, the rise and fall of empires, and the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, God considers it important to give us some help with this very ordinary human emotion. Yes, yes. So what it, why is that? Because he's not just a God out there somewhere but he's a God here with us right now. So the question that we have or the first question that we want to deal with is why do we worry? Number one we worry because life is hard. The bad things happen to good people to bad people and to everyone in between. Even the wealthy and the powerful aren't exempt from worry. All you have to do is to glance at the National Enquirer to see that the famous, the rich and famous, have their share of tragedy. Now this seems pretty depressing, but before we get to the real good news, the have to face the bad news we live in a real world and we want a religion that deals with reality don't we we don't want a religion that plays let's pretend we want a faith that can stand up to whatever the world has to give and still comes out on top you may be saying of course life is hard I already know that but isn't it amazing how often people try to avoid worry by pretending by putting on blinders as it were by avoiding the issue by refusing to acknowledge the possibility of anything going wrong it's like the song don't worry be happy so we men especially are good at at this our wives try to talk with us about something that is obviously bothering us, and we say, I don't want to talk about it. Somehow we think that if we don't think about it or, or talk about it, it just won't happen. Men, I, I hear, because I'm not one of those, I go to the doctor as often as I can. But men don't like to go to, uh, to the doctor's. Assuming that what they don't know can't hurt them. But how many of you, when you are dealing with some serious problem, have someone say, don't worry, I'm sure everything will work out. Or or become fatalistic. What What will happen will happen, why worry about it? Of course it doesn't work, does it? All this does is transfer the worry from your mind to your stomach. And if the worst does come to pass, then you are completely unprepared. So what we need then is something that will allow us to face reality without becoming consumed by anxiety and worry. But the second reason why we worry is that the future is uncertain. This is another obvious statement. But we worry because we don't know what the future holds. Not only are there dangers that we know about and can make uh, some preparations for, but there are dangers which are completely unexpected. The most common sign of heart disease is sudden death. We can prepare as best we know. We can watch our diets and exercise to prevent a heart attack. But the bottom line is that the future is unknowable and we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. And that is very unsettling to a lot of people. How often have you heard someone say, it's the waiting that's the worst part. If I only knew, I could deal with it. What we need is something that will allow us to have peace in the midst of uncertainty. But the third reason we worry is that we are not in control. We're not in control. What I mean by this is that the amount of control we have is not sufficient to absolutely protect us from harm. At best... We have only the illusion of control. If we were in control, then no one would ever suffer. Now, we can improve our odds, but even experts can't guarantee the outcome. Doctors get sick. Financial experts lose money in the stock market. Policemen get robbed and they get killed. Lawyers get sued. Good, loving, responsible parents are rejected by their teenage Uh, teenagers and even their adult children. We work and work to gain money and knowledge so that we can ward off danger. We eat right, we exercise, we move to a safe neighborhood, we send our children to a good school, we do everything we can but it still is not enough. If President Kennedy, Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr., and um, even President Reagan could be shot when they have all that security around them, then no one is powerful enough to make themselves absolutely safe and secure. We need something that will allow us to have peace, even in the midst of events and forces we can't control. So the next question that we need to ask is, what is the solution? We have seen the reasons why we were, but what is the solution? First, we must recognise that worry accomplishes nothing. Recognise that worry accomplishes nothing. Jesus says in Matthew chapter six, twenty five and twenty seven So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life whether you have enough food, drink, and clothes. Doesn't life consist of more than food and clothing? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Of course not. Jesus is essentially saying here, God cares about you. That God that we matter to God, that God is with us and for us. See, God did not just create the world and then sit back and watch the show. He is intimately concerned with his creation and actively involved in providing for its needs. God values us even more than the rest of his creation. Birds that don't labor at all to provide for themselves have adequate food to eat. We may not know how it, how it happens because I've been at a loss to determine with all the snow this winter where the turkeys and others that I have in my backyard find something to eat because they couldn't get to the, to the, to the grass. I see, the, I see the deer um, around my house during the good weather. But during this, this winter, the snow was so, so deep that they couldn't walk in it, so they had to walk on the road. And um, you had to be careful that it didn't hit them because they were trying to get around just as we were. You see, if God provides for them, doesn't it stand to reason that he will care for us since we are much more valuable? But the the third solution is make God's kingdom your primary concern. Make God's kingdom your primary concern. We worry too much because we care too much about the wrong things. We have our priorities reversed. We worry about what we eat but don't care enough about what we are going to do with the life that food makes possible. We worry about what we wear but aren't concerned about what we are doing with the bodies we put these clothes on. We concern ourselves with how to preserve our lives as long as possible but we give very little thought to what comes afterwards. No one would claim that having enough food to eat and clothing to wear are trivial matters. In fact, for the people to whom Jesus was speaking, these were life and death issues, but they weren't the most important things. The things we should be most concerned about are the things which matter most. Putting first things first gives us a right perspective and gives us the strength to face life without worry. Listen to Jesus in Matthew 6, 32 through 34. Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs and he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God Your primary concern. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. Your primary concern in this life should not be just pleasing ourselves or serving ourselves. It should be knowing and serving God. Putting first things first and doing God's will is the positive answer to worry. He has promised that if we put his interest first, that he will meet all of our needs. In other words, he will put us first, our needs first. But we can't expect to ignore God and do our own thing all the time and then call upon him to, uh, for him to um, help us. We need to put God first if we are going to expect him to meet our needs and to help us uh, to deal with life as it is. He promised that if we love him, if we serve him, if we are concerned about his kingdom here on earth, that is his church, then he will meet our every need. And there are lots of examples of this throughout throughout history of God meeting the needs of his people who seek to put his kingdom first. So when your burden is too heavy for you to bear, just put it in God's hands and he will take care of those burdens. When your problems become too complicated for you to solve, let God take care of them. When your difficulties are too hard for you to handle, don't spend time worrying. Just allow God to take care of them. When your pain is too severe for you to cope with, allow God to take care of the pain for you and because he does answer prayer. When your sorrow is too deep for you to overcome, allow God to take care of it. And when your life is too complex for you to figure out, put it in God's hands and allow him to take care of, of your life these are some of the benefits of making God's kingdom your primary concern but the so we have looked at the solution one is recognize that worry accomplishes nothing two understand that God cares about you three make God's kingdom your primary concern and four transfer trust from yourself and from other things to God. Listen to Paul's words in Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus so rather than trusting in our own power in our own wisdom or in our own strength we need to place our trust in God as a result he will give us a peace which defies logical explanation it is not a trick of the mind it is a spiritual reality we exercise this trust by actively committing our concerns ...to God in prayer. We aren't in control... ...but we place our trust in someone who is. We don't know the future... ...but we place our trust in someone who does. Worry represents a failure... ...to trust in God or Father. Children don't worry about where their food, clothing or shelter... ...will come from. They just trust us as, as parents... And we need to trust God in the same way. When we place our complete faith and trust in God, we don't have to worry. For God's word assures us of many, many things. For example, it says if we confess our sins, then he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That nothing can ever separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God is a refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. Although we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we have nothing to fear for the Lord is going to be with us. And we know says, Paul, that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So why should we worry when we know that God is in absolute control of our lives if we have turned our lives over to him? Why should we worry when we know that God will honor and fulfill his promises in his word to us? Why should we worry when we know that God hears and answers prayer? that God is fully aware of our particular circumstances, that God will take care of our situation no matter what it may be, and that God will never leave us and will never forsake us. My friends, faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer, can conquer all circumstances. It can destroy all doubts, can defeat all discouragements, it can overcome all opposition faith can face all fears it can calm all it can claim all promises it can break all chains it can endure all trials can bear all burdens because we can do all things through christ who gives us the strength faith will receive what god gives faith will believe what god says Faith will trust what God does. Faith will obey what God commands. Faith will go where God sends. Faith will follow where God leads. Faith will answer when God calls. Faith will listen when God speaks. And faith will give what God asks for. Faith can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Faith can see a rainbow in the midst of the storm cloud. Faith can see the Sun, sunrise coming, although the night be dark. Faith is not afraid to trust God, regardless of one's limited resources, regardless of one's sickness or disease, regardless of one's job situation, and regardless of one's family situation. This is why the Apostle Paul could tell the Philippian Christians do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God for he will pick you up when you're down he will guide you when you're lost he will feed you when you're hungry he'll protect you when you're in danger and he'll provide for you when you are in need what a mighty God we serve amen, amen.